0: I'm JT and I'm George. This is Pod, Pod Ferratu. Right, we are back. Hello, and creatures. And we have we have a guest today.
1: Yeah, uh, which
0: is George's lovely wife Sarah is joining us. Hey, hey. Because hey, we baby. are <laughs> we are talking about the movie Skinamarink. Oh, chips. And oh, we're God. talking... We have Sarah with us because we have three very different opinions of this movie. Three? Yeah. Really? Because you... You know how the two of us you feel. Were, I'm curious you were, to know how you, you feel. You were bored as fuck. As fuck. You were... Sarah was terrified. Terrified. Like borderline traumatized by this movie. I don't know
1: about borderline. And it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. so, yep, yep. So there we go. So, so we're so, late to the party. I don't know if anyone... Listen, who listens to us, is unfamiliar with Skin and marink But a couple of the uh, factoid details first. This movie came out in 2022. It is a highly, highly experimental horror film. Yeah. The director went on to say that he was experimenting with creating fear based on sound and static imagery. Okay. As opposed to jump scares and storyline. So, from that regard, I I have a lot of respect for the fact that this film got made. I think it's fantastic for horror cinema that a dude with 15 grand can film a movie in his house and get a wide theatrical release. Sure. That's nothing but fantastic. And for that, the writer and director, Kyle Edward Ball, I think deserve a lot of credit. Sure. I also give him a lot of credit for taking a chance. You know, with your first film, you kind of maybe want to, maybe not take those types of chances as a new director and maybe just kind of make a name for yourself first. Although I'd argue he he did that for better or worse. I believe he did that.
2: Well, he started out with making these types of YouTube videos. He had a YouTube channel called Bite Size Nightmares where it was taking suggestions from the YouTube comments about what they were scared of, and making these types of analog horror, and then went on to crowdsource the money and make this full-length film.
0: Yeah. Interesting you should mention analog horror, because I didn't think of that until you said it. And the movie itself almost fits into the analog horror genre.
2: Yeah, I think it does. So
0: there is that. It's not enough to make me rethink what it was doing.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: uh, But, yeah, so um, now there's also a, a, a short film called Heck,
2: yeah, we have. I have
0: not that. watched the short film yet. It was like a proof of concept film for this one, and that's thirty minutes. And I am willing to bet that that is a way more effective thirty minutes than this movie was. I would.
1: I haven't seen it, but I w- just based on what Marink presents to us, I would say yeah. Because I think my biggest problem with it was that it just went on. It was very long. It was very ever. slow. It was, it was very slow. And I'm just, sitting, I'm watching this movie like, okay, that's a wall. Okay, that's a that's another wall. Oh, feet. Toy. Okay, oh, there's a toilet. <laughs> okay. Oh, toilet's gone. toilet's gone.
2: Because the director said Great. He, he described this movie as if Satan made it and then AI edited it.
1: Oh, wow. That is the most pretentious fucking thing dude, I think whatever. I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, right? So, dude, whatever. Right? <laughs> well, here's and I have a number of problems with this movie. Well, here's a, let's give let's give our audience a storyline first before yeah, we right. fall into it. Storyline, story, Yeah, so, I know. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna use that word very. We'll get loosely. into
2: the theories because we watched a really compelling film theory video about it.
1: I read a couple things that are really interesting. Too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. To cope with the strange situation, the two bring pillows and blankets into the living room and settle into a quiet slumber party. They play well-worn videotapes of cartoons to fill the silence of the house and distract from the frightening and inexplicable situation. All the while in the hopes that eventually some grown-ups will come to the rescue them. However, after a while, it becomes clear that something is in the house watching over them. Alright, so that's a really great setup.
0: First of all... That never becomes clear. Ever. That there's something in
1: the house with them. You don't um, think
0: so? No.
1: For a little while, I thought it might be the mom or in fact I mean, the dad isn't yeah, gone. But, yeah, too. but
0: it's never... And the reason it's never made clear was, to me, it was, never, it was never clear. But then I read some other stuff that makes it even more unclear. That synopsis makes it sound way more coherent than it actually was.
2: <laughs> So how did you watch this movie? Like what was your experience like? Like did you turn off all the lights? Did you watch yeah. it in the daytime?
0: No, I watched I, I turned on I watched it in the dark, watched it alone, and was waiting for it. The only tension almost the only tension I felt was the tension of when the fuck is something gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Um so I was I was fairly bored and I was getting really Irritated with stuff that was going on in the movie because there was no point, and I really hate when the term "experimental" is used like a shield to protect a movie from its own shortcomings. <laughs> that pisses me off.
1: Yeah, but I in this I, case, I would like—I would argue that this is clearly an experiment. Though There's it like, is experimental, but experimental—it's so different from it's everything. Like
0: the, it's like the—it's like the the experimental becomes so often synonymous with good and artistic
1: and i'm not sure i'm willing to go that far with oh this no movie. i don't i don't intrinsically apply good or bad to experimental i take that word for exactly yeah what it means we're going to throw some shit at the wall and see what happens mm.
2: so i know you and i can
1: respect that um I can, but you're not wrong but, i think a yeah. lot of people do attach oh but it's experimental so what yeah it doesn't make it good
0: And the and that's the other problem experimental and then that also becomes not only a shield but it becomes like a bludgeon that you can hit people with it's like oh well you just didn't get it because it was experimental you must be stupid
1: no or am smart because the experiment un- didn't yeah. work on me
0: or you must be like not cultured enough or you're not receptive to it or you're not tuning into the vibe of the no, weren't nothing to tune in in. Ain't, weren't, ain't nothing going on. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. So
2: I know you, George, were bored. Did you get irritated as well, waiting for something to happen? I
1: don't know about irritated, but maybe a little. Yeah, maybe a little. It was like yeah. when I got to the end of The Lobster,
0: when I got to the end of I'm Thinking of Ending, ending Things, I was like, I could have done
1: anything else. <laughs> anything yeah. else. And we, um, we made a whole production out of it. So we understood that. You had to watch this movie under certain circumstances. Okay. So we waited until it was dark. We we turned off every single light in the room. The room that we watch it in has a has a doorway that goes into the kitchen, but there's no door there. So a little bit of natural light comes in. Okay. We hung up a sheet okay. to block that light out. It was pitch black in here. Yeah, we okay. wanted
2: to give it a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The only thing you could see was the light from the TV. Okay. Dead silence. That was okay. it. me and Sarah sat on this couch watching this movie. And at one point, I look over, and she's in tears. Yeah, she's crying. It's it's having that much of an effect on her. And I remember in an interview, the director saying something to the effect of, "There's subliminal audio in the movie okay. that only certain humans can hear that frequency." And this okay. that and that's.
2: And I'm really Science? sensitive Apparently. to sounds and repeated sounds. And oh. And like
1: only certain to. people are going to hear that and that that sound triggers anxiety. Oh, I'd be curious to see how so this movie affects my my the So my argument is that it doesn't, you and I perhaps, right. kind of like the c- c- cilantro tastes like soap to some people. Right, right. That we don't. It doesn't affect us okay. in that way.
2: Which would explain why the movie itself is so divisive. Half of YouTube says it's the scariest shit they've ever seen in their life, and the other half of YouTube is like, "The fuck is this?" Right. Yeah,
1: like so. Sarah at one point during the movie goes, "Oh my god, this movie is relentless." And my response was, "Yes, in its it is." Boredom. <laughs> yes, I was like, "In yes. its boredom, yes, like, yes, it what is. the fuck so are you watching? It, it is relentless."
2: Watching it, the first ten minutes. I looked at George. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like the same thing. Like I was laughing at him. Like here's a wall and here's another wall. And then, but like 30 minutes in, it really started to get under my skin. Um, And I can't, for the life of me, I can't figure out why jump scares don't ever work on me in movies. I've never really been scared of a movie. Like I watched it the new ones in the background just for fun just mm-hmm. that's my i need to feel better so let me put on pennywise the clown right so i've never had an experience where i was genuinely terrified of a movie okay there's horror movies that make me uncomfortable because of the subject matter but i've never had a visceral fear reaction to a film and it was uh, very
0: confusing so what is that what was it about this movie that was so terrifying to you
2: it sucked me right back to my childhood, walking
0: ah, in the dark, Okay.
2: you know, can't really see things. I'll tell you what, though. The one thing that still bothers me to this day is some of the soundtracks of the public domain cartoons they were watching. Yeah. Like, the one with the dog, and it made the same sound over yeah. and over. So even. Today,
1: and then
0: something would disappear. Yeah,
2: yeah. To this day, sometimes if I'm walking from the bedroom to the bathroom late at night, I can hear it in my head. Wow. It's... I, it's
0: very confusing. See, so to me the old-timey cartoons were way creepier than the movie.
2: Oh yeah, and if because you pay, old
0: cartoons freak me the fuck out.
2: And if dude. you pay attention, it mirrors what's happening yeah. in the movie. And Yeah. the
1: cartoons that they play mirror yeah. what's happening. Yeah, that which is pretty which is pretty cool, I think.
0: That was pretty cool. I will give it, that. I mean, it's not
1: yeah. it's it's not completely irredeemable. Like I, I can't go so far as to say I hate this movie. Yeah, I don't it just I hate didn't it. do it for it me. It just made me mad. Because yes. I, I wanted to like it. it made, I really this, wanted to this, like this movie.
0: This is gonna sound really weird, but I, to me it makes sense. It bothered me, it made me mad because it was inefficient. Mm. There's a lot that could be cut out of that movie and it would still be just as effective. And yeah. from my
2: point of view too, to to spend, because it probably hit me about half an hour in, and the movie's, what, an hour and 40 minutes?
1: It's 100 minutes, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I have over an hour of being in the sphere like state. Yeah. So it, from my point of view, it could be shorter because it was so scary.
0: <laughs> now, the nightmare <laughs> stuff is interesting because two of the things I read talked about the idea that it was trying to basically replicate a nightmare or create, like, a waking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's, like, the one of the first things I thought of, which I guess is a compliment, this is like watching a student film trying to be David Lynch. Hmm. Because I was having shades of Eraserhead all through this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because just because it's so... And then some other stuff, that the early Lynch stuff called Rabbits. Just some really weird shit. It was like Eraserhead meets Paranormal Activity soaked in all the worst parts of Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, except except not as effective. So yeah, I could see why you would say that. But what I was reading was that was was they talked about that whole nightmare thing. Somebody else it was either Mashable or Screen Rant referred to it as a Rorschach test for imaginative endurance. Oh, which is kind of interesting because with a Rorschach test, you're going to see whatever it is you see. Right. Yeah. And what you see isn't going to be what I see. So, and with so much of it taking place in shadows and blurry, and yeah, now some of the stuff that did occasionally bother me in the movie was the kind of stuff that would have bothered me when I was a kid. Like you said, man, the one there was one part near the, in the last act where I actually did lean in on the couch and was actually paying attention. Mm. I mean, I was paying attention for the whole thing, but
1: the, yeah, those I mean? last few minutes of the movie were but where the I felt the it Stick the knife dirty. in your eye.
0: That was when I sat up and I was like, oh, "Okay, now we're going somewhere."
2: So, do we want to talk theories about?
0: Yeah, like absolutely, absolutely.
2: Uh, we, it was funny. We had watched the movie back in February, and then uh, we wanted to watch film theories about it. But a lot of the times, I had to wait because the YouTube videos that would play clips from it would mess me up because it was oh, still
0: man. fresh. Oh man! Wow. And even
2: yesterday, when we watched one of the film theories for a refresher, I was still like. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, the coma theory. fits Yeah, really I love well the coma here. theory. And specifically, it's probably the best and
0: most it explains the most. Yes,
2: yeah. everything that's going on has been filtered through his brain through in, his a, brain in state, a coma. But also that he has a brain tumor, and there's so many. I'm probably not going to remember oh, all of them. I didn't but see there's that. so many tidbits. That fall into that. So the first one is sleepwalking. If you have a brain tumor, you're more prone to sleepwalking. Okay. Which is how the main character boy, Kevin, falls okay. down the stairs yeah. and ends up in a coma. Another one, which I had no idea that one of the best ways to perform surgery on a brain tumor is to go in through the eye.
1: Which is oh, put the knife in your eye. They literally go in through the eye. Oh, man.
2: Isn't that crazy? And I think another one that supports the brain tumor theory is that towards the end of the movie all of the faces start to blur and yeah. that's another symptom is yeah. there's spatial blurring there.
1: Oh I like that theory a lot, there's a too. lot in there. Um also the fact that the dad's not around is yeah. that the kid's been in a coma so long he no right. longer comes to the well, hospital. Well and
0: that's that's the whole thing with the five hundred seventy two. Mm-hmm. That's how long he's been <laughs> in a coma yeah. before he finally just passed.
1: And there's
2: another theory that <laughs> The, the mom committed suicide because you yeah. could hear a snapping yes. sound you know the, when the, yeah, the there's mom a cracking sound and, yeah. Yeah.
1: and then he and cuts there, away to the barbie doll yeah the hanging doll like this is what happened to them right without telling us what happened so yeah, yeah like instead of showing us the mother hanging herself like the average movie would do he hides the mother in shadow, gives us a sound, and then shows us a doll hanging from a oh, yeah. nose. You know what I mean? So he challenges his audience, which I do yeah. appreciate. I'm really, really curious to see what he brings next. Well, here's
0: and here's the other thing. Now that we talk about the brain tumors or we talk about the coma, and then there's another layer of this, and that is to talk about the movie in terms of like symbolism or metaphor. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is I would have to watch it at least a couple more times to and do I that. To do all I that. Refuse. And I'm not doing that. I'm I doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I have no I, desire to watch this film. I don't care. Yeah. But like like you said with the doll, right? The doll is probably a symbol for something too. And mm-hmm. I just haven't decided what that is yet because I would have to watch the movie again. It would be really interesting to watch it with the coma idea in mind the whole time. But right. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Right. Because at
2: the end, um, if we're going with the coma and brain tumor, another point that was made was uh, towards the end, you see blood splatter and screaming, blood splatter, screaming. But if you turn on the subtitles, it starts with child screaming and then older child screaming. Like these operations have been done again and again and again. And the female voice saying, like, come on, it's okay, go to sleep. Like the mom is saying, like, you it's can all, pass on and be with me. Oh,
1: so, okay. Yeah, it's his mom saying that, but he can't really see her face. She's right. all like, she's faceless. So, so yeah, like she's all because she committed suicide.
0: So what about the idea that it really is an evil entity? How I'm does that the mom That's interesting. But, how does? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That to me, yeah. that to me is the least interesting way to look at the movie.
2: I think so too. Because there's just so many more bits and pieces of the movie that support a coma. Yeah. Like the, the toilets being missing. Yeah. Like doors and windows make sense for any kind of trap scenario. Right. But if you're in a coma, you're not using the bathroom.
0: Well, and then the, other, the whole other thing <laughs> with that is, I don't know if you guys have had dreams like this, but what, if you're tapping into the whole nightmare idea, the idea of dream logic works really well in this movie.
2: Right. Because
0: right. I've had, there are two kinds of dreams I've had specifically. If, you, if you've ever had the, the I have to pee dream and then can't find a place to pee, Mm-hmm. So there's that, but then there's also, and I've had this dream on a number of occasions. This is like a repeating thing for me, and that's that I'm in a city and I can see where I need to go. And as I try to get toward that place, I keep getting further away from it. Mm-hmm. And the more things I see to get me to that place, when I follow them, they take me away from that place until eventually the place I'm looking for disappears and I'm somewhere else. And
2: so your dreams are real surreal.
0: So that to me, with the stuff disappearing, you know, that made perfect sense to me in terms of dream logic. So that aspect of the film
1: works for me, but it didn't make me fearful. I, like I said, as we talk about this film and as we discuss some of the theories, I, I respect it and I respect the director. It didn't do for me what it did for Sarah, especially. Yeah. And, you know, the other half of the audience that does enjoy this film. Right.
2: And it's wild because when we watched the theory videos, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But while we were sitting down and watching it, I was so far into panic mode that I wasn't wow. paying attention to any plot points, any details. For me, it was just a whole bunch of fear and no plot. I, mean,
1: look, I even asked, her, said, do you want to just turn this off? Yeah. yeah, It was getting, as her husband, you know, I know I'm going to be the one that's going to have to, you know, help her through this yeah. for the next week. I'm like, <laughs> how how bad is this going to get? Like, I, I, I'd never seen her wow. have this visceral like, of a reaction to any movie. fetal
2: position, arms around my knees. Wow. It, balling. Like, bawling. Like, bawling. I was balling. crying. I've never wow. cried out of fear.
1: I'm curious to... And, I, like, in Haunted Houses, she's a fucking rock. <laughs> These motherfuckers are... I'm cowering on the floor screaming. She's just laughing. That's funny. So, like, to see that reaction from her from this movie really, really... It took me aback. Yeah. And it's not only because she she doesn't typically react that way, but also because like, I'm having the exact opposite reaction. Yeah. Which
2: is why it's <laughs> so confusing. I can't pinpoint what about this movie made me have
0: to I wonder... Uh, that whole that whole sound idea. I wonder what you heard that I didn't hear. Right.
1: i really because confused. she wouldn't know she heard it. It's right. supposed to be exactly like subliminal.
0: Oh, oh okay, right. Do, have you ever had a movie that that had that kind? Of, maybe not quite to that extent, but were you ever
1: like borderline traumatized by strangers? A movie strangers. That's right. I forgot about strangers. That should, y'all know. I forgot <laughs> the I audience forgot. who knows are probably answered before I did. The Those one that,
0: The one that did that, did it to me. Was not even a horror movie, and that was Requiem for a Dream.
1: I would argue that's kind of horror. I mean, it's got its moments. Man. I felt, but yeah, at the I end feel of you.
0: after the end of Requiem for I a Dream, especially after story. watching Ellen Burstyn go into shock treatment, that movie stayed with me for like four or five days afterwards, and I I won't watch it again. But it still wasn't to the extent that you
2: i've been uncomfortable in movies and like the visuals would stick in my head and i but it was more like damn that that was a really fucked up part of that movie that sticks with you but nothing to the extent of a physical reaction yeah. that lasts i mean because we saw this movie in february yeah. and it's still with me it's wow. wild it is so wild
1: yeah when we just the other day we were re-watching the uh, film theory video i wanted just to kind of refresh us and I, I could tell it was still kind of bothering her a little bit.
2: Yeah, just watching clips was like bringing me back to that moment of anxiety. It's wow, confusing. So confusing.
1: <laughs> so
0: what else? What else with this one?
1: Anything? Else I don't really like... have a hell of a whole lot to say. Yeah. Nothing fucking happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: you like, you I, like I do the... find
1: the theories incredible. I find the theories more interesting than the movie is. Yes, seen. me too. I really Me like too. It. and I have a lot of respect for people who can sit and watch a movie repeatedly to like put together a strong, compelling yeah. argument like that. You know, to the point where I'm like, shit, maybe this movie is good. You I know feel, what I mean? I feel <laughs> like
0: I'm gonna need to really force myself to watch it again because
1: I wouldn't just mind to be watching, fair. Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching it again with the coma theory yeah. in mind. The like coma slashed in my head. Slashed up but it's um, um, tumor
0: theory. But it's uh, as of right now, it's still like not my.
1: It's certainly not going to be on my favorites list at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah I'm
2: not watching that movie again.
1: <laughs> they talk about how like the parts where the house looks upside down. Uh, it's because that's how it would appear to him once he fell on his oh when he fell man. and hit his head. All right, and All right. the at least the film theorists they they don't say tumor or coma. For them, the only, it's together. The only problem it's with both. the coma theory.
0: Is at the beginning of the movie the dad's on the phone? Oh no, that's no dad's gone. At when they well, no, at the very beginning of the movie, the there's this conversation says, when he's on the phone and says that he
2: Kevin was sleepwalking he, again. Yeah, he and he didn't even stairs. and they
0: didn't even need to give him stitches. But I guess he could he could be having that conversation from like the hospital, couldn't he? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, because I okay. what
2: I imagine how that fit into the theory is that Kevin was experiencing these brain tumor symptoms was sleepwalking, fell down the stairs. The dad took him to the hospital and called the mom.
0: Okay. So, I mean, like I said, like you said, I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit for the attempt. It was, it's definitely a cool yeah, it's thing to try to fuck. do. Ballsy as fuck. And,
1: and we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Having a really compelling conversation <laughs> at that. Yeah. Like it's not, the movie's not shit. The movie's not. No, absolutely shit. not. Quite absolutely uh, Like not. honestly, even though I didn't have a good time with it, I feel like if you're a horror fan, you have to participate in this particular historical moment.
2: Just to yeah. see in cinema. You land.
1: It's if so. Nothing, if nothing else, just right. to See, it's so weird. It's, and, it is very... and completely different from. I guarantee anything you've ever seen, and it is nightmarish to an extent. Yeah, it's uh, respect. Absolutely, yeah. skulls. So, skulls. Let's talk about skulls.
2: Oh, this is hard.
1: Yeah, I have to give it two different categories of skull. I'll go first since I think I know where I'm at. In terms of enjoyment, I'm gonna give it like a one point five because I see. Enjoy. In terms of enjoyment, I'm giving it a zero point five. In terms okay. of
2: enjoyment, I'm giving it a zero.
1: Uh, oh well then. <laughs> oh, based on that, then I, I have to then. Yeah. Because I can see where y'all are gauging from. Okay, then zero. Because I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> like, Ooh, whoa. Okay, zero. In terms of respect for what the director does, I'm ex- gonna give
0: that homie a five. As an experiment, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half.
1: Yeah. In terms of, I find the theories all so so compelling. Let me give that part a three. And I know that's very very scattered and all over right. the place, but so is the fucking movie. I kind of feel like if he genuinely went into it, attempting to create a metaphor for a child in a coma, then goddamn, that's some smart shit. That is.
0: That is. But then the other question I have, and again, I get it, experimental. I got it. But if that's the case, then why not
1: make that clear? Maybe he thought he did. You know what I mean? There's always that. That's fair. You know how many poems I submitted to Jeff where he was like, that wasn't clear. And I'm like, I thought it was. I thought, <laughs> I thought, it, was. I thought it was right on point.
2: <laughs> so I guess in terms of effectiveness, I would have to give it a five. Okay. Averages to two and a half.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> as, as effectiveness, yeah. I, so effectiveness in that sense, I would probably give it, at least on me, i probably end up at a two. Yeah. Because it's just, man, I... I spent... I. Spend, I, I Checked the time a lot.
1: I did a lot of... (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there might have been a moment or two where I was even dozing off.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember because he was like asleep and I'm like on the verge of tears and I'm like, what is
1: happening? Wow. Yeah, that's, I was the same way. I was feeling amazing. the exact same question, though, from a different perspective. I like, love the idea that? that
0: this movie is so polarizing <laughs> on the same couch.
1: It was crazy. Right. <laughs> we were less than five feet apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sitting on this couch together. And to compl- you could have split it down the, the couch man, right down that's the middle. Right. It was crazy. So good for him then. I mean, yeah, no. that's, you know. That's probably the type of shit a director wants to hear. And you know? that, Yeah. Because so, regardless of what I'm saying, I have a reaction. Yeah. But dude, 100 minutes. 100 yeah. minutes, bro, bro.
2: And he had the misfortune. So there was a deal with Shudder that was about to go through. But like six months beforehand, there was a leak. Someone was able to pirate it and put it online. Oh, shit. And it caused, but in oh, a weird sucks. way, it caused so much stirring and virality on the internet that Shutter was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. We still want it.
0: You still want it. That's good. All right. So that is our... Three different opinions on Skinnamarink.
1: Marinky dinky dink skinnamarinky dinky. Oh, I, no. <laughs> I hate that song actually more than Oh, the I'm, glad, I'm glad it came up though, actually, because it, it that also tied into the theory. Uh, film theory says the entire movie, it, the movie's named after this song. Called right. Skinner, right. And the entire song is Marinky dinky dink Marinky doo I love you. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. I Love You in the Evening and Underneath the Moon. Okay, The entire story is a story about love. Okay. Which is, alright, a compelling argument as well. I'm not saying okay. I agree, but all right. he did name it after something that echoes back to childhood. Yeah. Cause Sharon Lois and Bram on The Elephant Show. That's yeah. how I know that song. Okay. It's a fucking creepy ass song. It's it is a creepy
0: song. When you really like Alrighty, so we will be back next week. Stay creepy.
2: Bye.